a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. KSL News Time is 6 o'clock. This is Utah's Morning News. I'm Tim Hughes. And I'm Amanda Dixon. KSL's top story this hour. It is a developing story. The family of the man shot and killed by Farmington police released a statement overnight, and they are extremely upset with police. The family says they learned about the son, Chase Allen's death, from the media. KSL News Radio's Adam Small is live with more. Adam? Amanda, uh, the family didn't mince words in the statement given to KSL. In it, they claimed they weren't even given standard next-of-kin notification from police when Chase was killed and went on to call the five officers who shot him murderers. Farmington Police Chief Eric Johnson say they pulled him over outside of the Farmington Post Office because he didn't have plates on his car. Moments later, that officer called for other units to come assist him. Um, and a short time after that, uh, the officer called out over the radio that shots have been fired. There are still a lot of unanswered questions like what caused the situation to escalate so much during the stop. Police claim Allen was noncompliant and shots were fired around the time they were trying to remove him from the car. Reporting live, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. We have another developing story this morning. A man in West Valley City is dead after crashing his vehicle and at some point he was uh, shot. West Valley Police Sergeant Geierman says they got calls of shots being fired near 1300 West and Caesar uh, Circle. He says there's a question about whether the man was shot before or after he got into the car. He was in the vehicle, but we're not exactly sure on the sequence of events yet. Our main crimes is out, and they'll work on that. Sergeant Geierman says officers started life-saving efforts until fire crews got there and took the man to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. Outrage at a Cedar City Council meeting following the arrest of an online student suspected of taking a gun to school. KSL TV's Matt Rascone reports the city's police chief and mayor started the meeting by praising the way officers handled the situation. This happened perfectly. No one else was celebrating. I am very, very livid that it was not taken seriously. An hour later, the officer learned the same teen had returned to the parking lot and assaulted a different student. How dare you risk the lives of these children while you figure out if this is a credible threat. In the meantime, while you did that, that kid came back and assaulted somebody. The school didn't go on lockdown until around 1 p.m. the next day when officers arrested the suspect at his nearby home. Matt says many parents did not learn of the incident on Monday until Tuesday evening. There's a new safety team operating in the Granite School District, and in addition to keeping guns out, they're helping students relax. Here's KSL News Radio's Don Brinkerhoff. Officer Garrett Penrose and his partner Canine Bolt are the state's only gun sniffing team. Officer Penrose says Canine Bolt is trained to follow the smell of gunpowder. He can go anywhere. He can go into parking lots, he can go around vehicles, he can go through lockers. Any common areas. KSL TV reports the team was called in when a gun was fired in the Taylorsville High School parking lot in January. Officer Penrose says Bolt has also helped calm down students in crisis. Don Brinkerhoff, KSL News Radio. KSL's top national stories this hour. A South Carolina jury finds former attorney Alex Murdoch guilty of murdering his wife and son. 
The jury made the decision after less than three hours of deliberation. Murdoch now faces decades behind bars. ABC Legal contributor Brian Buckmeyer said Judge Clifton Newman has a reputation for handing down tough terms. I think that because of the maliciousness and the absolute cruelty in this case of murdering your wife and son, that he's looking at a potential of two life in prison sentences, most likely running consecutively. Sentencing is scheduled for later this morning. Congress cracking down on one of its newest elected officials. New York Republican George Santos is now under the ethics investigation after the House committee voted to look into his admitted lies and finances. ABC's Faith Abube reports both Democrats and Republicans agreed he needed a closer look. A report last month claimed Santos had $365,000 in unexplained spending. Now, authorities are also investigating whether Santos committed any crimes after he was accused of lying about his education, work experience, financial status, and more. Santos is saying that he does plan to fully cooperate with the committee's investigation. Congress created a subcommittee to handle the allegations. First look traffic now, and here's Andy Farnsworth. Amanda, right now we're still in good shape if you're traveling on I-15. Haven't even seen any real heavy pockets of traffic yet, even coming out of Davis County through Kaysville or uh, Clearfield. And then Salt Lake Valley also pretty quiet uh, coming out of Utah County. Going into the canyons, they're all open. Uh, You might see some wet conditions, though, on uh, I-80 on Parley's uh, near Park City. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. Let's talk sports for a minute. The BYU Cougars have an up-and-down basketball season this year, obviously, but Coach Mark Pope says they're going to see if they can come up with some magic at the West Coast Conference Tournament starting tonight. Right now we have a team that is is has been really tested, and um, we've, we've had some success and some setbacks, and there's no fear on this team, and there's a whole lot of hunger. And so we're going to go take a huge swing at this in Vegas. Let's see what happens. The Cougs will face the Portland Pilots with the tip at 7 tonight. Pre-game starts here on KSL News Radio at 6. The third-ranked Utah women's basketball team played their opening round of the Pac-12 basketball tournament last night, and they were upset by Washington State after the Cougars went on a 14-point run in the third quarter. The Utes had been discussed as a possible number one seed in the NCAA tournament, and now they'll wait until Selection Sunday on March 12th to find out. Next Saturday, Utahns will have a chance to get up close and personal with the Stanley Cup trophy as it makes a stop at the Mavericks Center. KSL News Radio's Mark Jackson reports a photo op experience could be yours. The deal includes a one-hour experience for the Stanley Cup on the day the trophy turns 131 years old. The Utah Grizzlies are sponsoring the event ahead of their game against the Kansas City Mavericks. 300 spots are open between 9 a.m. and 1.55 p.m. That's again next Saturday, March 11th. KSL Sports reports trophies making its way to Utah after the Grizzlies NHL affiliate Colorado Avalanche won the cup in 2022. Mark Jackson, KSL News Radio. SpaceX Crew-6 has arrived at the International Space Station. Dragon, SpaceX on the big loop, soft capture confirmed. The four astronauts who took the flight on the Dragon space capsule will spend the next six months at the space station. That stuff never gets old, at least for me anyway. That's, uh, that's great. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. 
In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.